With Mason Smith suspended, how does that impact Florida State's attack against the LSU Tigers? You are Locked On Seminoles, your daily podcast on the Florida State Seminoles. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back into another edition of Locked On Seminoles. I am your host, Brian Smith. Thank you for making Locked On Seminoles your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Once again, thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. Please like this podcast. Please hit the notification bell, subscribe, and promote it however you could. I would greatly appreciate that. It's a lot of fun doing this podcast, and I'm really getting into it. Today's show is going to be a little bit different than normal. It's probably about the only one I'll do this year that isn't going to be talking quite directly about recruiting, and it's because I got a little grudge. Segment three, you need to stick around for segment three because I'm not playing around in that. Uh, The NCAA is going to get my wrath, but it's about segment one and two first. That's Mason Smith, the suspension, why he is suspended, what I think about it, and what he can do. Then we go into... With his loss for LSU, this is a big-time player, by the way, big-time defensive tackle, how Florida State could potentially attack the LSU front a little bit differently. But again, segment three is something that uh, you're going to want to stick around for because I don't often discuss things in a manner of shooting out at people and all that, but today is going to be a little bit different. So it is what it is, and People can get mad about it if they want, but I have reason for it. Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. For parts that fit, head to eBay Motors and look for the green check. Stay in the game with eBay, guaranteed fit. eBayMotors.com, let's ride. eBay Motors, guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. This is going to be a fun episode. Um... I haven't had a chance to really dive in. And I don't know how I want to put this, just game plan parts. You know, just there's sections of it, like inside run game, outside run game, really getting specific and getting techy with football. But today is going to happen that way about a day or two before. I'd kind of planned on doing it Saturday. I've got Glenn West coming on my show Saturday. We've got something scheduled. He is part of Go247. He's an LSU fan. He's an LSU grad. He lives and dives Tigers. And we both agree that, like I'm talking about in segment three again, that the whole situation with Mason Smith is bunk. But it is what it is. We'll we'll get into talking a little bit with him. Glenn's a great guy. On on Saturday, you won't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So Mason Smith, who is he? Why is he important? What has he done to date? Why do FSU fans care? All of that in segment one. You cannot teach 6'5 plus, 320 pounds, and being a natural pass rusher. Can't do it. You cannot do it. Mason Smith, when he came out in the class of 21, other people had him five-star, et cetera. In my opinion, and I watched about as much film as anybody in the country, I thought Mason was the best prospect upside-wise, 
projected for position, et cetera, et cetera, of anybody in the country. I am number one. Nobody else did, but I did. And it's for a real simple reason. The rarest of the rare is an interior defensive lineman that is a natural pass rusher. You will not find a rare skill. He goes to LSU, which they always have D-linemen. It wasn't like he was going to walk in and just throw everybody out of the way. But he did well as a freshman. This is what he what he had. Got some stats here. Played in nine games. 19 tackles, five tackles for loss, and four sacks. As a rotation guy at D-tackle, as a true freshman, that's tremendous. Tremendous. Moving on to last season, the Knowles opened up with the Tigers down in New Orleans. He was on the on the field for the opening drive. He ends up getting hurt, hurts his ACL, misses the season. That's a really tough break. No pun intended. I, that's It's unfortunate, but it happens. It's football. Big guys like that, if something kind of goes sideways, literally and figuratively, injuries do happen. Mason works all offseason and well, through that season and this offseason to get back. He's been back in the lineup in fall camp. And then the NCAA has stepped in and suspended him for some kind of improper benefits prior, again, keyword here, prior to the NIL. Now, I'm not saying that he wasn't given something, but two points, and they're both very prudent. Number one, if you think or anybody else thinks or the NCAA even remotely wants to deny that elite five stars almost across the board aren't getting extra benefits, you are not very well informed. That's one. Two, because he missed basically all but one drive of last season, maybe it was two, but it was like first quarter or whatever. Because of that, and he missed all that, he, he's they're giving him a one-game suspension for this Florida State game. Wouldn't you think that entire season off would be enough? Again, that's what I'm going to get into more on segment three. I'll let you kind of ponder that. But here's what LSU is going to miss. As I, I opened with, we're talking about a guy that can physically dominate with foot quickness at 320. Rarest skill on the football field. He can break down with a guy in front of him that's 180-pound scat back, get in a low stance, go laterally right or left, and shadow and chase. How many 320-pound human beings do you know like that? There are about maybe 40 of them in the NFL maybe about four or five in college. They're pretty rare. We're talking about full throttle, breakdown, then move laterally. Mason Smith is that guy. I've seen some people um, discussing Florida State having a big advantage, and to some degree, because he's not playing, that's true. I'll get into that in segment two, but also a little preface here. LSU's got other guys. We're going to talk about that in segment two and why they matter. But for now, just note that, look, you can't replace him completely with one guy. LSU's got enough depth to kind of hide it, but this matters. The NCAA's decision, in my opinion, kind of screws the fans in general, not just LSU, but Florida State too. You want to beat the best. So they're not going to have their game record, which puts more pressure on Makai Wingo. But it is what it is. Can 
LSU recover from that and still beat Florida State? Absolutely. They have plenty of talent. Again, we'll get into that. But you cannot replace Mason Smith with one guy. It's not going to happen. Not going to happen. Rarest of the rare skills, especially in third and six, how many 320-pound guys, if a defensive coordinator or his D-line coach have time, willingly can keep that player in the lineup as part of a pass rush package. Now, I'm not saying they don't have something to replace him at times or whatever, but he's good enough to literally be in that. So Florida State's going to get the advantage of not seeing him on any down, but that's the one in particular that worries me because they obviously have Harold Perkins and other players too that are just tremendous football players. Taking Mason out limits their ability because then you can focus on them a little bit more. That's important. That's very important. What are you What are you going to do to replace that by itself? And the answer is you're not. And I'm I'm a little disappointed just as a football fan. Forget who's playing. I'm a little disappointed that we don't get to see him because again he worked all off season. Last year was supposed to be his breakout year. Now we got to wait another game, and it's obviously not going to be a situation where it's even remotely. The same thing. It's just not. So it it is what it is, and I'm just bitter. I openly admit that. But I just don't want to be in that situation again. I don't want to see it like that again this year. Like the NCAA makes enough errors. Don't don't screw us over. Taking the best players off the field. He missed a freaking year. So, all right, I'm off my high horse on what he did for that for now. But back to it on, on segment three again. I will talk about that a little bit more. All right, if you're like me, and I'm still looking for a part for my Honda, eBay Motors is an option for you. It's not easy to find parts. It's not easy to get them quickly, and it sure as heck isn't easy to get them for cheap. Make sure you check out your options. eBay is a great way to go. eBay Motors is one of the better options you can get out there. Please check them out. For a championship team, it's all about making every player as perfect fit. It's the same when it comes to your vehicle. Every part needs to fit just right. eBay Motors, again, I have a lot of different ways that I go about trying to find parts for my car throughout my life. It's not easy. This is a great way to do it. So please make sure that you check them out. We are very thankful for them as a sponsor. So get the right parts, get the right fit, and the right pieces on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions do apply. I'm I'm a big fan of finding cheaper parts, I'll tell you that. It's not easy, to put it mildly. Um, Segment two, this is about attacking. This is the techie part of the show today, if you will. I haven't done this yet since I joined this locked on group and enjoying it and everything been mostly recruiting and just dipping into some of the depth chart stuff with LSU, but this completely changes game plan because Mason Smith is that important. I could have done six segments on today if I would have really wanted to break it down. Run game, pass game, goal line, short yardage, whole nine. May do a little more of that once I find out more about the exact rotation, if I'm able to get it. As I noted on yesterday's show, uh, Brian Kelly is not very friendly with being honest about depth charts and injuries. In fact, he's very terrible about it. But that being said, a couple of notes. As I mentioned in segment one, LSU is not deprived of talent on the D-line. 
I posted about that on the YouTube page. Somebody said, oh, we got him. Wild ball, win by a touchdown, whatever. I'm telling you, and it's more important for the players to know this than Florida State fans, do not take LSU lightly because Mason is not playing. Do not do it. Makai Wingo, that's the first guy I'm going to talk about here in a second. Guillory and some other guys. I mean, they got dudes. They have size. They have depth. They have pass rushers that can move inside from outside. They are versatile. They are versatile. And above all else, they're probably pretty hungry because a lot of people thought they didn't win enough last year with key defensive players and making plays. And that's LSU's tradition. It's a lot like Florida State, really. They're very mirrored in how they have performed over the last 30 years. When they win big, D-lines are usually dominant. Usually dominant. Um, another guy to think about, and I'm, I'm not going to talk about him much, but I'm curious to see if they use him a little more inside this year. He's a big-time recruit out of Louisiana, Savion Jones. He's an edge, but on third and six, yeah, he can come off the edge for you, but he could also run a twist or a stunt, or he could just flat-out line up in a three-tech and put more pressure. He's 250, 260, something like that. But a very athletic young man, 6'4", 6'5", that's another option. Again, they're going to find... They're going to find a groove here. I, I do not shed a tear for them in terms of their depth. I'm just disappointed that Mason is not playing. It's not fair to him what the NCAA did. But I'm pretty sure they're going to be okay. Let's start off with the key guy, though. And this is this is just a case of how the transfer portal can help. A little bit overlooked coming out of high school. Maybe it's because of his height. Played at DeSmet Jesuit. Up in St. Louis, signed with Missouri, transferred down to LSU last year. 16 starts so far in his career. Uh, had 46 tackles, six tackles for loss, three sacks last year. Six foot, give or take 300 pounds, maybe a little under now that it's fall camp. I'm sure he sweat off a little weight. But this is a guy that can get up the field. He can play nodes. He can play three tech. Not an easy guy for Florida State. But this is, again, I keep saying it on every show, and it's so vital. Florida State's experience up front is going to pay dividends here. Without Mason in the lineup, without Smith, you can attend a little bit more to really whichever guy you wanted. I'm going to guess it's going to be Wingo because I think he's going to play more nose. They might move it around and do different things, strong week, all kinds of things, move them around. I don't know. First game of the year, it's hard. There's probably going to be a few surprises from FSU to LSU and vice versa. This could be part of it, especially with Smith out of the lineup. Makes it a little harder in some ways to project, to be honest. But Wingo can get up the field and rush the passer and just create havoc. I'm more worried about him against Florida State's run game. But if he's getting pressure on the quarterback, that's a whole other animal. That's that's where Smith's loss is the biggest. The other guy is Jacoby and Guillory, another massive kid. 315-ish, that's somebody who might be the starter. I, I don't, you know, I'm not there at fall camp, but that's my guess. I've seen different depth charts and different ideas on what's going to happen. Without Mason, though, you not only are you losing an NFL talent for this game, it's just bulk. Mason's 320, give or take. Guillory is a very similar player weight-wise, but he's wider, not quite as tall. I highly doubt he's as athletic as Mason. I've seen him, but I don't recall him being on that level. Mason is a different level player, but still that's the big interior that you're going with. You might go with more run fit and more run blitz scheme 
with Mason out and just really force Florida State into more second and long situations if they do still try to run the ball, especially in the middle. So many different paradigms we could talk about here. But the biggest thing is they have less depth. Mason would have played 30 snaps to 50 snaps in this game, just depending on what kind of shape he was in coming back from the knee injury. Being hot in Orlando, I'm guessing it had been closer to 30, but those would have been 30 damn good reps, really good reps. Is he capable of dominating in that amount of time and changing the game? Yep. So they're going to miss that. If they don't get big games out of at least one of Guillory and Wingo, it's going to be really, really hard for LSU to win. But I would be surprised if one of them at least didn't have a couple critical plays. They're very talented. They were recruited by a lot of schools, and they, they're either proven already or at least started to do it in fall camp. Like, Guillory's one of those guys that he was like next, but he's behind Mason until this point. Kind of hard to get on the field. So we're going to see him and probably a few other guys. I'm not going to get into the overall depth chart for them again because I don't believe anything coming out of Bryant Kelly's mouth about depth charts and injuries. That's been proven at his prior stop at Notre Dame, and I highly doubt that's going to be any different down on the bayou at Baton Rouge and LSU. The last point I want to make here in segment two, if Florida State can still run the ball as good or better than what we anticipated with Mason Smith out, and I'm guessing – or with him in the game, if they with him out, if they is good or better, and they can get into second and five, second and fours pretty consistently, Florida State has a chance to light them up just because they're so dynamic on the outside. Florida State's game plan might change a little bit, maybe not a ton, but a little bit based on that. Maybe an extra shot or two because Mason is such a good pass rusher for his, for his size, you can key on other guys. Savion Jones is good, obviously. Wherever Harold Perkins is, somebody needs to, to be denoting that. It's different. He's going to move. Very intelligent young man and extremely athletic, and he can bend off the edge. They're, they're going to move him around. But taking Mason off makes it a little easier, in my opinion, to make it second four, second five, consistently staying ahead of the chains. That means you're going to be able to run play action, more boots, more nakeds, and just straight-up power, if you want to just knock it out on second down, you might be able to just run the ball consistently. Benson and anybody else, you know, they Tafili and all these guys they have, they have so many good running backs at Florida State. I don't even care who's in the backfield with Jordan Travis. I'm that confident. You could make an argument that one of the top 10 units in the United States would be the running back room in Florida State. Just physical skill. They're loaded. Let's see what they can do. And let's see what the Florida State offensive line can do. This could be their coming out party. This could be their opportunity to go from like a unit two years ago, like, oh, they're no good, to like a unit that's starting to get Joe Moore talk, meaning that's the award at the end of the year for best offensive line in college football. As I've said many times, and note once again, and credit to Phil Steele in his life of studying football stats, and Lord only knows he's about as good as it gets. 204, I believe, was the number he put in his book for the number of starts that offensive linemen that are at Florida State now have, the highest number he's ever seen at any position in any year for any school. They got a chance with Mason Smith being out to be more a little more run heavy. It's kind of boring, but if it's second and four, brother, give me more of that. Give me seconds, give me thirds. Let's go. You have to take advantage. Again, I don't like what the NCAA did, but if you're Florida State, 
you got to attack downhill, man. That's my game plan prediction. I just don't see why would you not at least test them a little more. The only concern I have is that LSU, as I noted just a little bit ago, just brings the heat with run blitz pressures and forces the Knowles to throw a little more on first down, which I'm not sure that's going to work for them anyway. But they could get some negatives. They try to create a turnover or something like that. If Florida State gets away from them in that regard, they should be in pretty darn good shape. So I'm not I'm not sure that there's a way you could be any better off than what Florida State is looking at the run game now, though. It's it's a big it's a big help. Um to that point, the ACC needs a win like this. Big time needs a win like this over an SEC team in a game that isn't as weird as the one last year. Not that there was anything wrong with Florida State winning. They need that. So to that point, I am going to be on the ACC podcast here pretty soon. Shout out to them. Um, I'm going to be on their show Friday. I don't know when it's going to air, but uh, they do a really good job. And make sure you check out Locked on ACC. It's a good podcast, and I'm going to be a part of it moving forward in some capacity as much as I can, as much as they'll allow me to be. So check them out. They've got the preview for college football for the ACC on their on their links, on, on their uh, Twitter, et cetera, on their social media. Make sure you check that out. There's more good talent in the ACC than you might think. Also, um, if you need anything to look at changing something in your life, BetterHelp is something to consider. It's an online service. BetterHelp is free for you to go to and check out yourself. It's online. Everybody needs something. You know, you got something going on with your girlfriend. You got something going on with your taxes. You got something going on with your job. Whatever it may be, that's something you might want to look at. It's up to you. No pressure whatsoever. But better help is an option. This is a society that sometimes, in my opinion at least, keeps things in a little bit too much. So this segment is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, I'm not here to say that I've used it, but at the same time, I have friends that have needed help. Please make sure that if you do need it, whether it's better help or somewhere else, make sure you get it. It's something that everybody needs in some kind of capacity in their life, probably, but that's up to you. Um, I'm not really sure if there's a better thing to do than to kind of look into it for yourself. This is a really interesting idea because it's online. So that's betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Make sure you check it out when you get an opportunity. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on college. Now for the final segment, this is what I've been waiting for. Shame on the NCAA. Shame on the NCAA. As college football fans, forget that you're a Noel or you're a Tiger right now. Whichever one of you, you know, I got some LSU fans watch the show or whatever too. I get it. Forget about that for one second. Then we can go back into that. NCAA suspends a player that missed all but a few plays of the freaking first game last year over a basic violation that pretty much everybody gets anyway. I don't care if it happened before the NIL or whatever. Kids have been getting paid for decades. That ain't nothing new. 
a kid that sit out an entire year? That's a joke. Again, I'm not one to really just throw somebody under the bus, but this is this is ridiculous. LSU, Florida State, Georgia Tech, USC, New Mexico State, doesn't matter the school. Let the young men play. Let the fans, the coaches, and everybody watch them play. Period. He missed a freaking year, and you're going to suspend him a game? Over what? What grievance? What grievance does the NCAA have now against LSU? Yeah, they had problems. Yeah, they, their coaches, their compliance and all that under the last regime failed. It is not in question. LSU screwed up. Bad. But more? I mean, like, when does it end? I am not an LSU fan. But if I was, I'd want to punch somebody in the nose. For the love of mankind. What are you doing? Mason Smith gets hurt against the Knowles and sits out. What are you doing to prove anything there? Was it something about LSU not complying quickly? And you're just sending this message that you're the big bad government. This is as bad as our national politics between both parties. This stuff is ridiculous. Get off your high horse. Let the young man play with his teammates that he practiced all spring and fall to get back into shape, to rehab his knee, going through sprints. Can you imagine how much fun it is going through sprints at 320 pounds? I bet that's just a blast. And now you're right before the game going to suspend him? You couldn't have done it another way if there's something else that's been added? There was no other additional way to do it? What could have possibly gone on in Baton Rouge that has cheated Florida State and LSU fans and college football fans across the board not to get to see this incredibly talented young man play defensive tackle for the Bayou Bengals? What could it be? Somebody in the NCAA headquarters needs to bury his head in the sand the next time something like this comes across the desk. You are sad. What is wrong with you? You don't have something better to do? All the NIL deals going down and you're picking this? We know there's upfront money flying everywhere in recruiting. As a recruiting analyst, we joke about it constantly. We hear about these hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars, sometimes from players and coaches. And yet you're going to pick on a kid prior to the NIL thing? I mean, it's just dumb. Their list of priorities at the NCAA is help us make more money. We don't care about players and we're going to be petty. That's the order. It's one, two, three. Take care of ourselves, whatever happens to players, whatever happens. And then let's be petty and just throw somebody under the bus too. Well done. Not so much. Ran over. Now, on Friday... For tomorrow's show, I'm going to be doing a few different things, starting to break down some basic matchups, talk about stats, a little bit of that. I'll have a recruiting segment tomorrow, probably to start, but then the last two segments will most likely just be LSU and FSU. I might have a little something extra tonight if I get a chance, because I'm really enjoying digging into the stats. LSU's a fascinating team. It's year two. Offense will be rolling, et cetera. Defense, 
I'm really curious now with Mason out, there's all kinds of possibilities for podcasts. I don't know if I'll do extra episodes or what make a bigger episode. I'm not sure how I'm going to break it down yet, but there's going to be plenty of detail about that game. It's time to go full mode because that game is without question the number one game, the number one game of the opening weekend in college football. Uh, the week zero this this weekend, I might talk a little bit about USC and Notre Dame playing just because they're really good teams, but they're not great games who they're playing at. I forget who USC is playing, San Jose State or something. I always watch Caleb Williams, but whatever. Notre Dame's playing in Ireland against Navy. Notre Dame's going to roll them over, don't really care. But we might talk a little bit about that too. But mostly what we're going to do is the LSU prep now. So uh, please hit that like button. Please hit that notification bell. Um, subscribe to this podcast. And again, thank you very much for coming on and listening. And if you have any questions or anything, got comments, post it on YouTube. Um, there's also the opportunity if you want, I got it on the bottom of the screen. If you've got something that you want to discuss and you don't want to post it on YouTube, you're not a YouTube guy, not a YouTube gal, that's fine. Right there. Send questions to Kane's and Knowles rivalry at gmail.com. I'm thinking about trying to find a way to write a book about the history of that rivalry. It's something I've always thought about. And since I'm in Florida and I cover all the schools in Florida, might as well. So I named, I started an own Gmail account. It's about that. If you have something you want me to talk about, there's your chance. Send comments and questions to Canes and Knowles rivalry at gmail.com. I will be happy to do it. So everybody, please have a great day. Thank you very much. Um, I'm really looking forward to the next few days with the uh, breakdowns because it means I get to study film, watch plenty of YouTube TV, check it out, look at some of the LSU games from last year and all the things that go along with it. It's, it's pretty fun. So everybody be good. Take care.